Oh my god, you know what I just remembered? Is that last week we named the people that listened to the show. I was literally going to come in and say, what's up, Brookies? Oh and- my god. So, what's up, Brookies? Brookies. I'm the Mackie Mouse. It's Isla. And this is the Storybrook Circus. We realized that we're dummies and we didn't tell you who we were last week. <laughs> we just started talking and then just like went into the show. So, we were... Yeah. Building up the suspense. Yes, we um, And now we're here. We're ready to unveil Anonymous. And is, it is I, Isla, and Sir Mackie yeah. over on the other side. That is, that is, we are the, we are the people behind the curtain. In case you were wondering, which I know you mm-hmm. weren't. But uh, <laughs> for the one person We are the wizard like, of us. Talking? It's us. <laughs> Hooray for us. Self, self-proclaimed clapped. Um... How are you, Isla? How's how's life going for you? I'm good. How are yeah. you? You know, it's a nice snowy Sunday. Snowy. It's snowy. Uh, we went to a cycling class this morning, so I am very. Oh tired. my! That is isn't that fancy? Overachieving at its finest. At its finest. That is like super. Um, late twenties, early thirties, Sunday morning of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Uh, <laughs> I think someone had messaged Taryn. It's a, it's a studio that isn't opened yet, so they're trying to like get the word out. So they messaged Taryn and were like, "Hey, do you want to come out and like see what it is? What it's about?" And like, put, like you can tell your friends and stuff too. But obviously, but it was like a kind of a promotion for when the studio actually opens. Uh, and one of our friends is a, a coach, is a trainer. So and it happened that she was the one training this morning, which was coinc like a universal just coincidence that that we happened to know the person who was training um so shout out to andy from the lion king she's a dancer at lion king and she's amazing <laughs> it just sounds so put together to be like yeah so i went to cycle this morning and then i went and picked up my matcha and now <laughs> i'm reading salad. a book <laughs> yeah i'm going to By have my... a nice balanced lunch of ex- one single <laughs> almond and my juice i'm gonna do a juice cleanse oh starting tomorrow <laughs> That's basically what happened. I mean, not really. No, what happened was we went to second class, <laughs> got really tired, and then we came home and watched uh, To All the Boys. I loved before. <laughs> the new Always oh, and Forever. God. I need to watch the last one. Okay, I am... I'm not ready, though. ...a strange, blubbering guy who loves those kinds of movies and is not afraid to say that out loud. Um, and as someone who uh, spends most of his life wondering if I'm regretting the choices that I'm making for the future. Those movies speak to me a lot as a bunch of like teenagers in high school trying to make decisions for their future. And I'm like, I made everything incorrectly when I was a kid. Like, yeah, it's not good. I will never apologize for being obsessed with those movies and those types of books. Like Jenny Han, the author oh, of so To All the Boys is so, I love every single one of her books as an adult, as a teenager, I don't care. I feel like I'm ready to uh to throw down the gauntlet this particular gauntlet that like to all the people who were like oh my god stephanie meyer is like this amazing author and twilight speak to my soul listen i like twilight i've watched twilight i like twilight because i think stephanie meyer is the worst writer that has ever put pen to paper but i still like watching the movies right so stephanie meyer is actually human garbage she's um like jk rowling human garbage (laughs) like just set it on fire i don't care set it ablaze but Uh, the twilight series and harry potter are both near and dear to my heart so i just try to remove them from the equation and love twilight for the 
absolute shit show that it is. Like it is messy. It yeah, it it's is terrible, messy. but it's beautiful. It's sloppy, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> and and I, I I watch it. I've read some of it. Um, I I really don't like the writing in that. And a lot of people put these books and movies in that same category of just like being like trash. I don't think romance. they need to be. I don't think that they are even remotely close. This is such good writing like such good plot devices and the way that the that the arcs carry through they're very relatable kids i know this is not everybody welcome to our uh to all the boys i loved before uh book review yeah podcast. You know, our little spin-off this is. series um, <laughs> super fine i know that this podcast is not that but i was i literally just finished bawling our eyes out watching this movie and um you know it was just, laura jean forever it was oh gosh she's I would. so great die for her and i have friends who cutie baby angel i have friends who are so like against noah centrino whatever his name is noah centineo again he he is another one i remove noah centineo from peter kravinsky they are not the same person right i mean they're two entirely different noah with his creepy snapchat videos that i yeah is burned in my eyeballs for the rest of my life that's not the same person yeah no i yeah i I, when somebody sent it to me with absolutely no context and i had to open it and watch this snapchat video in public mind you so (laughs) i just was absolutely mortified no i love him in that one particular movie well a lot of my friends their their problem with him is uh that he plays that same character in all of his movies which i would say is true he is very much typecast for this like rebel without a cause kind of you know guy here white boy it's fine which i get um but to all the boys i don't know it speaks to me on on multiple levels and this this last movie has a really big like new york presence like the NYU the school is a big part of the plot and there's a whole thing that happens actually in New York and the whole time I'm like I miss home so much like I can't um so yeah I it's it was it was a lot to take in in like the best possible way and also the actors took what was already gold writing and like it was just a really master class in in quick witty funny writing so if anybody happens to be a fan out there it was also a Once Upon a Time fan who happens to watch weird teenage romance movies. I don't even know why I also like it, but here we are. So if you like We're not it. apologizing for this tangent, by the no, way. We're um, not gonna. This take is it our for show, what it is. And we can do what we want. So there. Uh, anyway, you're not here for Once Upon movies. a Time. You're here for Once Upon a Time. Uh, so I don't remember how the show goes, so we're going to figure it out right now. <laughs> Let's just figure this out. First of all, okay, we had a discussion right before we started recording on... Uh, the the actress who plays Snow White. We don't know how to say her name, and I keep mispronouncing it. So we looked it up, <laughs> and I wish we had done. We it on are. Air. I would also just like to preface this by saying we are going to continue to call her Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer no, Goodwin. Jennifer. That's we're gonna call. We're gonna call her Jennifer Goodwin. Because okay, spell but... her name G I N N I. Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin. Jennifer Goodwin. Apparently. Jennifer Goodwin. Why? Yeah. Apparently, that is the why approved pronunciation one more time jennifer goodwin terrible yeah that, I, I i hate it it, it jennifer makes, though it she's makes jennifer my face on this like show. sour up like i've eaten a lemon like it just i like ugh, i don't like it <laughs> so uh so jennifer Oof. goodwin if you ever uh listen to this show we apologize don't apologize for for, <laughs> for butchering your name on purpose today's episode 
uh, is called Snowfalls. That's why we're talking about Jennifer Goodwin, because the whole episode is basically centered around Snow White. Uh, Jennifer. Snow White. Snow White. <laughs> Jennifer Snow White Goodwin. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, t- this episode is the third episode of the show, Snowfalls. It aired on November 6th, 2011. It was written by Liz. Oh, God. Tigalar? Tigalar? T-I-G-E-L-A-A-R. I have no idea. Liz, when you listen to this episode, we also apologize for butchering your name. Girl, write us in. Tell us how to pronounce your name. Uh, Directed by Dean White. And as I said, this story uh, is a backstory for Snow White and Prince Charming. It's how they first met. At least it's the it's it's one of the little beginning pieces of how they met. Because there's a bigger story than what this episode really lets on. But this is just like a little snippet of kind of back and forth of the first time that they interacted with each other. Um, what else do we talk about before the show starts? <laughs> oh, well, um, before we get into like the easter eggs and such and such and such i do have a correction to make we did say that if you wrote in or called in and said that we did something wrong we need to uh, we need to be held accountable and i agree with that um we like to right our wrongs here on this show so my beloved prince charming who i just love so dearly um the prince in the original snow white does indeed have a name i thought he did not i thought he was just the prince but actually his name is prince Florian. Prince Florian. So thank you, Caroline, for writing yep. in and letting us know that he does indeed have a name. So <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Snow White is apparently not my favorite princess because I did not even know that her significant other had an actual name besides Prince. I mean, it's hard because that was like really, really early Disney, you know? So it was so it was done in the what, forties or something? Like it was a lot it was thirties. Yeah. So it, it I think. It doesn't have that same mainstream cultural thing that the other movies um have but yeah prince florian i'm glad they didn't keep that name for the show yeah yeah that would have been weird and prince charming i think you are right is uh uh cinderella thing but it's funny because this is the episode where you they they make a whole thing out of the charming name and i don't know if that's to cover the florian thing or if it's just anyway we'll get into that once we get into the episode because it's a cringy moment there's a couple cringy moments but it's regarding that name and you just reminded me uh that there is something that we are supposed to talk about right now before we start talking about the show our amazing (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to be presumptuous and call them fans yet since we are only three episodes into the show one of our brookies Uh, But our Brookies, yeah, our Brookie community, we had someone actually write in um, to our Instagram uh, to tell us how much they like the show. And I asked permission to read this message on the air and they said yes. So I'm going to read this from our, I have to... I have to find it first because I don't have it prepared. Okay, I got it. Uh, This comes from uh, Main Street Danielle. She says, hey, Isla and Mackie, first, I am loving this new pod just want to say loving is in all caps i'm just putting that up there okay uh <laughs> i've been a misfit fan for a while now shout out to kat and melissa from tragical for the recommendation who we love dearly uh so of course when i heard that you two were branching out for a new pod i was interested but then when i found out it was reviewing once upon a time i was sold I watched the show when it was live and have used it as background noise several times since then. I love the, the like reference to background noise, which is a misfits thing. Like I love just the, that phrasing like made me smile. Yes. A bit. <laughs> um, ha, uh, 
okay, I love it and love to make fun of it. So I am living for this podcast. However, I had never seen Lost before. And after hearing all the connections you discussed initially, I knew I had to start binging. Long story short, that was last weekend. And I am midway through season two. And holy shit balls, what a show. Uh, love a, it. Right. Had a thought recent, uh, sorry, had a thought while watching a recent episode. Any chance there's a connection between the Dharma Station uh, they're at being the Swan Station and Emma's last name being Swan. Would love to hear your thoughts. P.S. Sawyer is love. Sawyer is life. Favorite character by far. And I'm not sure I even know why. That was from Main Street Danielle on Instagram. First of all, first of all, thank you for thank you for writing us. We appreciate it. Thank you for you. writing in. Thank you for being a misfit. Thank you for being a new brookie. Ugh. Love that we're in the same group as Tragical. Yeah. And quick funny story about Sawyer is we, my family dog that lives with my parents, he is 10 now, we were deep into our lost obsession when we got him and we named him Hurley after Hugo Reyes. Hmm. He is this like super tiny, tiny chihuahua dot, um, like terrier thing, acts like a cat though. So my dad always said he wants to get um, a German Shepherd. That's the next dog they want to get is a purebred German Shepherd. He grew up with them. He would love another one. And he wants to name him Sawyer. Oh wow! So it's Hurley and Sawyer. <laughs> wow, that's that's dope. I love that. I uh, I have a a tendency of naming my hard drives after. <laughs> I do it as kind of like a little time capsule. So like whenever I start a hard drive, like a backup drive or whatever, I name the drive after a character from whatever show I'm like obsessed with at that time. So I have like Agents of Shield ones and whatever. Uh, I have uh, Friday Night Lights ones, which is also a really great show. If anybody out there has not watched that, um, and I do have a couple drives. I have one named Hugo, and I have one named uh... <sighs> what's the other one? Oh God, I don't remember. I don't remember what the second one was, but I do have another another one that was um, Rose. Sorry, it's Jennifer. The second one is Rose. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I try not to do like two mainstream ones because like Sawyer or Jack would have been too like obvious. So. Jennifer. Yeah, Jennifer is probably going to be my next for for once upon a time. Whatever drive I start right now is going to be Jennifer. It's going to be real weird. Um, so yes, thank you, Danielle, for for writing into us. I love that we are like for real influencers right now, like influencing somebody to watch a show that's been off the air for like ten years starting a lost binge because of our podcast that's amazing abc call us i'm just saying we're good at this we're we're, we're making it happen we're, we might be your people yeah so uh thank you for doing that we we told her we're very excited for her lost journey and we want her to update us as the lost thing goes on and every single time someone mentions it like that i'm like i want to do a lost podcast so bad but i don't even, i don't even know if anyone would care because lost is like so far gone but there's always so much to unpack with lost that it's We'll see how this one goes first, because we have like two years of stuff to do with this first. <laughs> um, anyway, so now I guess we can talk about the show. So let's do production notes. That's a, and I'm just going to do like a, oh my God, air horn, because I don't have a segment music stinger for, <laughs> for production notes. So it's just going to be air horns for now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so for production notes, the... Um, the there's some observations right just that that people have seen uh joss josh dallas who plays charming uh apparently has a a real life chin scar that they mention in the they wrote into the show as part of charming's character uh it's apparently a scar he really has on his face for real which is kind of cool i guess i love that we can't just let these like 
insignificant body differences go like they can't yeah. just be like yeah you know it's totally like they have to be like there's a story behind yeah. this scar yeah like, we have to have okay. a reason <laughs> no some people just have scars he probably had like bad teenage cystic acne and now he has to talk about it forever because yeah, yeah. <laughs> once upon a time was like this is not fitting the charming look <laughs> yeah it has to be justified into canon <laughs> uh okay so another observation here mary margaret's statement to emma she says, I'm a teacher, not a nun, which is catty and obviously sexually overtoned. However, the reason they wrote that in, allegedly, is because in the original script, she was not a teacher. She was a nun. Like, that's why her oh name my was gosh. Mary Margaret, because she was supposed to be a nun originally. Can you How imagine? spicy would that have been if they kept her a nun? Right? Can you imagine what that would have been like if she was actually that for the whole beginning part of the show? It's crazy. Um there is uh, some notes about like things that change from the pilot so like they go back to the playground castle and it's changed a little bit like there's boards at the top of the tower that's different and there some railings have been added it's really like weird nerd stuff that people found out um apparently there's a uh there's a scene where they have to balance on this this like log right and miss guinefer is apparently afraid of heights so she told she said in an interview that that was a really scary thing to to film uh which to me i'm always thinking like okay now that i know that in episode three i want to see what other things that would be like like oh, super hard for her to do right because like they're from high and not like oh i'm in the tower like it's obviously cgi'd like but but actual th- so i'm not going to be looking out yeah. for things that like oops she might be scared um there is oh apparently there was some pranking going on during the taping of of this particular episode or this these series of episodes because they all have to do this hospital thing with the john doe right uh while shooting one of the hospital scenes where david and mary margaret is in his room josh dallas kept falling asleep because he's just on that bed the whole time so apparently uh miss guinefer and the crew attempted to like prank him they would they wanted to sneak out and send someone in to be like it's 6 a.m the next morning so it'd still be dark but apparently he caught them a couple times like tiptoeing away he would wake up but they kept trying to prank him and it wouldn't work no wonder why they fell in love and got married right i'm saying like on set come on (laughs) these guys oh beautiful um let's see there was apparently a lot of issues with the the horse riding in this which caused some problems during taping so in, in the scene where uh snow white's captured by the the henchman the evil queen's henchman uh, she tweeted that the, the the horse had run into her and sh- it sent her flying, and she had to go to the emergency room and she had to get she had to get stitches. Okay, during taping, which is a nightmare for any any set film set. Uh, so she went to the emergency room. She got her stitches. She later came back to work. And so when there's all these shots where Snow White is trapped uh, in the net that Prince Charming like pulls out for her, uh, the right side of her face on screen is partially hidden by the hood. They did some trickery around the shooting because she had stitches next to her eye that oh they were trying gosh. to hide while they were shooting it. Um, and yeah, apparently she also had like a, a hand injury. So she was like babying the hand stuff too, which is kind of interesting that now that we're going to watch the episode to kind of like try and see some of that, you know, yeah. like while we're doing it. Um, let's see the water. Oh, when David is lying unconscious in the Creek, uh, apparently the water was freezing. And so, uh, they were worried about hypothermia. So they had set up a portable hot tub for Mr. Poshy Josh Dallas to jump in, in between takes. Poshy Joshy. Poshy Joshy. <laughs> uh, and then for the part where Mary Margaret revives David, 
uh, getting for Goodwin was taught by C- taught CPR by a medic, but it looked bad. So J- Jennifer Morrison, who plays Emma, then taught her how, and they did it on the latter's old television series, House. So they're playing the own house together because the CPR is more dramatic on screen. Oh so it's, it's, yeah, it's wild. Oh I love reading these gosh. notes because I'm like, this is juicy gossip. Like, I, I love the like little in-between things. Sidebar House, another. Oh, so good. So, so good. House is one of my top shows that I ever watched. I watched like episodes here and there with my mom as I was growing up. And then I finally watched it all the way through as an adult. And I was like, this show is life changing. Yeah. And now I compare every medical show to House. And Absolutely. Compares. It's like everybody, like the original ER was like <laughs> the the pinnacle of like the, the not medical specifically, but like drama format and style, yeah. you know? And that later became like Grey's Anatomy, etc. But House is another example of like amazing writing. The way that it, and it didn't fall off. The ending mm-hmm. of House was so beautiful, and I think that's why I hold it so high. Is because it didn't like right now Grey's Anatomy. I wish they would just kill off Meredith Grey and end the show because right. I can't be put through this any longer. Yeah. Um, House. They knew that it was time, and they were just like, "Let's go out with a bang." Right. Absolutely. Um, and now I'm wishing death on a fictional character because Grace is taking too long. Like, that's awful. <laughs> it should not be going long. that long. Just kill her already. Uh, also, Hugh Laurie. Like, I was a humongous and still am a humongous Black Adder fan in, like, the old school, like, 80s BBC shows. That's where Hugh Laurie came from. Like, a, a little bit of... Fry yeah, Laurie. I was also, like, 22 years old when I found out he was not American. Oh, yeah. And you know what else? You <laughs> I know had what no else? idea. He's also an amazing jazz musician, which I didn't know. He has a oh. whole jazz album out. He plays uh, piano, and he's a ama- he. He composed all this music, and then did all these covers of jazz standards and stuff. He's he's fantastic. He's it was kind of like oh. when you find out that Jeff Goldblum is actually an amazing, t- talented jazz piano player, and has a whole like big band jazz album. And you're like Jeff Goldblum, like. Like life finds a way, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's go look it up. Yeah. It's called the the wonderful. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up right now because everybody needs to know about this album. If you don't know that this exists, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Tell me, Spotify. His his uh, album. His sorry, his band is Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra, who is I think the singer that sings with him. And his album is called the Capitol Studios Sessions fantastic album from front to be front to end and if you really want to treat go on youtube and check out him playing songs from that album they're in like tiny little clubs in new york and la where he's just like playing with the crowd and stuff it's it's amazing jeff golden content that you need in your life for sure if you wanted just a quick uh, laugh during a, a break during work um a couple of goofs before we move on that we're going to be looking for uh so in the very beginning uh, we learn about David's kind of origins pre-Snow White, and and he's uh, traveling by uh, horse and carriage. And and obviously, all of these animals in these shows have wranglers on set to help make sure that the animals are performing properly on camera. They're always, like, baiting them from off camera and stuff. Apparently, you can see one of the horse wranglers who has a blue baseball cap uh, who's visible, it says, in the bottom center left of the screen. So we'll point out where that part is when we get to it and see if we can uh, find him. Uh, And the biggest goof is something that we talked about in the first episode where we establish much later in the show in a few seasons that the timeline of what's going on that this is supposed to be happening on October 23rd, 2011 was when the first episode aired. And that's also supposed to be, supposedly, the time that that episode was happening during. And they established this through some storylines later. Well, apparently, 
in this episode, you're going to see a date on the, the monitor in the hospital room. And the date says November 6th, 2009. So somebody retconned something at some point and was like, wouldn't it be cool if like lost number and also the date that it aired be like established in the story? They did it like way later, which is typical lost style stuff to like retcon something. By the way, if you don't know what the word retcon, have you heard this before? Do you know what retconning is? Yes. So so for anyone out there who doesn't know what retcon is, it's a uh, retroactive continuity. So it means that someone is writing about something that happened previous to what you're witnessing and they're basically like rewriting it so that it, it fits, fits the current storyline. Yeah, so that it's continuous so that the stories are all in the same line with what you're watching now. And it's usually before it didn't matter like right now in the pilot it is irrelevant what time this is you just say present day and it doesn't matter when so on set they have to put some date in this monitor and they don't know what it means yet and so retconning is like later on they go oh well let's make that important and so they just somebody says remember on that date blah 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 dj exposition will come on and be like well don't forget last thursday the 23rd of october you know like that's kind of stupidness um so yeah we're gonna see that goofing which is not really a goof until later but anyway because we know better that that'll be that um what happens next in our show uh what's in the hatch what's in the hatch i lost lost sound bite <laughs> what's in the hatch oh yeah what's in the hatch that's right that's right i forgot that that's gonna be by the way guys we decided that's gonna be it's our, a work in progress our jingle yeah <laughs> it's a work in progress um what's in the hatch is when we talk about uh the lost references from this particular episode uh this particular episode does not have too many because again they're really really focusing right now on getting you this backstory and so they're not hitting you over the head with too many of them there will be more later but in this in this episode there's only two really uh during the very <laughs> we're, we're gonna have some stuff to talk about about this particular scene but a character says to snow white in the very beginning uh, uh hey where were we something about you wanting have wanting to have 15 kids the whole scene is problematic the line is problematic it's it, but whatever 15 is a lost number so they were just like they lost uh, <laughs> uh and the second one is uh there's a host this is actually a good one the hospital sign there's one that reads critical care pharmacology 108 is the room that they're in so 108 is obviously a very important number it is the sum of all of the lost numbers in a row is 108 and there's some regina 108 stuff too so those are the only two what's in the hatch references this week so that's that and now i guess we get to listen to the episode let's watch a show let's watch a show together uh. <laughs> i just want to use the sound effects it's really somebody please write us a jingle <laughs> seriously if anybody out there writes jingles or knows anything about writing jingles please write us some jingles because we need them really bad and here's the show So now we're seeing the card for this episode is a little creature that's like crawling out in the woods with a hood on and like a like a sword. They say it's a troll, but I think it's Snow White. We'll see. We're in the forest. That's why we hear trumpets. This beautiful deer. Someone's gonna be like, "That's Bambi from Disney." <laughs> So here's the horse and carriage. Let's see if we can find the, uh, it's not until later in this scene, but this is the scene where the horse wrangler will be in here somewhere. What do you think of the view, my dear? I love this misdirection where it's like, 
You think it's going to be Snow White, but it's this random princess bitch. Like, this is yeah. taking forever. I told you the troll road would have been quicker. She's already just like mean and, and catty. Far less bumpy. She's like Britney from Glee. Yeah, exactly. She kind of looks like her. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Turn up a little. Now what? He's like, yeah, I'm over this. Goodbye. I'd rather take my chances in the woods. No kidding. Not weird at all. Yeah. It's creepy. Goblin just falls on the What is it? These markings. This tree didn't fall, it's been cut. So what do you think? What do you think about this like he's like Sherlock Holmes and he's a detective and can go over to this tree and be like, like what is this happening? Didn't fall, it's this... been cut. <laughs> it's been cut. Like that and like you didn't hear the loud th- thump on the top of the carriage, but you saw that the tree was cut. That's another thing. Don't you think we would have heard this loud like this per- this person, this figure like fell like onto this hard carriage. We heard it. And Why didn't nobody, they hear it? Yeah, nobody saw or can hear it or anything. And he's over here doing his detective work that Charming does. I'm like, this I don't know. Are we supposed to establish him as this like you know, like really keen, cunning detective type of character. Yeah. I don't know. It seems a little, little much. It's an ambush. Okay, right here. Right there. Did you see it? Hold on. I found it. That is so obvious. I'm so surprised I didn't catch that before. I'm going to rewind it for you. For everybody watching at home, this is around 2.20 into the episode. I'll pause it for you. Right there. Oh my gosh. He's like he is out right in the there. open. He's like oh, really. That's crazy. Sir. They didn't even like, t- like, bro, take your bright blue hat off. Like, you can horse wrangle all you yeah. want. Just why would. And it has a big insignia on the front. Like, I guess that's they, real bad. And that's crazy, too, because, like, an editor... So, a lot of times, for anybody who doesn't know how TV shows are made, I mean, obviously, you assume they do things in multiple takes, but they usually do things in plates, right? So, they'll, like, they'll do stuff with all of this in the animal and everything, and they'll do they'll tape some with a stand-in so that the, the you know, character who's in there is the expensive character, like, the main character, knows what their blocking is. And then the stand-in will leave, and the, the high-paid character will come in and do it, like, once, twice, maybe three times. And the problem is, because they do it so few times with the actual actor, uh, they only have so many yeah. takes to choose from. So when they like a specific take because the other ones suck, they have to use it, they'll either get blinders on and just they'll be hyper-focusing on the one part of the shot that looks that they were fighting with and not care that there's a boom arm of a microphone in it or something weird. But, but like, usually, why isn't this guy wearing all black? Well, on on that's a theater thing. I so feel like you should be wearing all black. In, 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 that would be way less noticeable if he was wearing a black if hat. If he was wearing a... Well, a baseball cap is weird in this, in this setting. That's why I was saying it would be better if he had no hat. I'm assuming he's bald because, like, bald guys are insecure about their shiny heads or whatever. But at I'm, least I could attempt to blur it out. This guy is wearing a baby blue hat It's yeah, in it's the like, middle of a forest. <laughs> it looks so weird. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's a big goof because, like, an editor should have been like, guys, we can't use this shot. This is unusable. Like, this should be on the cutting room floor. Anyway, if you want a good laugh, 225 is where that ended up. Uh, 
baby blue baseball cap horse wrangler guy. <laughs> Ding! That's not really a drink moment, but I feel like it deserved the bell. <laughs> yeah. This whole episode was worth watching just for that one moment for me. <laughs> okay. I get it. I can't. I'm sorry. There's just too much. Action scene. Great podcast material. This visual action scene with no dialogue. Show your face. You're a woman. This is like Mulan. You're a girl and you're a sexist asshole. <laughs> this is literally Mulan. It is. And she like very coyly says, woman. <laughs> Can't hide from me. She just ran away from you. Okay. Wherever you are, I'll find you. Okay, I'm just gonna say right okay, now. Okay, did you see? Did you see the blood from his his chin? Yep, that was the scar. Yeah, they they there made it, it so that we she... had to know. Okay, so for those of you who can't see through audio podcasts to the visual that we're doing, <laughs> uh, first of all, why can't you? She, Second of all, first of okay, all, yeah, get it together, do better. Um, she picks up a rock and hits him in the face. Which also, if you picked up a rock. You're either going to graze his chin for that cut and not really make a lot of contact, or you're going to hit him in the temple and kill him. So I don't understand this like I hit you with a rock and you have like a flesh wound on your chin and I didn't break your jaw with this like baseball sized boulder I just picked up off the ground, but we'll leave that alone. I'm also going to add uh, wherever you go, I will find you. That's a drink moment because he says it like 400 times in the life yeah. of the show. By the way, I did find, while this next scene is going on, I'm going to look for it. Uh, I did find some people who have done drinking games on it, and there was a couple in there that were pretty good. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to add those to our list that no one is making. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Now we're back in present day in for present all day. of you non-video listeners. Something about you wanting 15 kids? Oh, good Lord, no. I'm in my class. Where I teach. Oh my god. They're coming to the hospital as part of the volunteer outreach program. Let's talk about what's happening right now. I did not realize that I, Zombie Man is in this show. Oh yeah. A show that probably nobody watches. I'm sorry. That's I a, was obsessed with that show. But That's a great show. He's first always of all. always a shady guy. Always. Always plays. Is this, that just like, who he is? I think so. Uh his name is David Anders. Oh. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh he very famously was in Heroes. Uh, shortly before this heroes would have been like late 2000s um uh he played kenzie he's uh, blaine adam, adam monroe <laughs> yeah he he's in a lot of stuff and he's always playing like a weird creepy side like mischievous character who's always double crossing people whatever um yeah so this is dr whale this is the first real appearance of dr whale who david anders is playing she's on this you're gonna figure out that he's the doctor later it's really not that important but uh she's on this date with him which is already weird because then in the scene later on they just pretend like this scene never happened uh and then already the the time that we go in this is the second time in a row that we've had Creepmaster 3000 across the table from one of our main characters at like a blind date or a first date where the guy is first words out of his mouth is just creep down like you already are something like, so inappropriate so yeah the first guy was like just being like sexually objectifying emma and the pilot and now we come back from a flashback and it's like all hazy and this book is all pretty <laughs> 
And then he's like, what are you saying? Something about you wanting like 15 kids? Like, what is that even? What? What are you talking? And also, you misunderstood she's talking about her like class and children like, wanting in 15 school. kids in a school. And this this bonehead is just like, well, you want 15 kids? It's weird. It's totally weird. I'm like, oh, I hate the way that they write these characters like that. Uh, obviously, you find out in a few seconds why he is distracted, which is my next oh, problem yeah, with this scene. Great. great program. I mean, obviously, I don't want 15 kids of my own. I'm, I mean, not that I don't want kids. I do. I want kids. Oh, here. good lord. Ew. I want it all. But that, of course, is... <laughs> okay, I just paused it. I just paused it on exactly 351. Everyone at home, stop what you're doing. Go start this show at on Disney+. Plus. Go to 225, find the baseball hat guy, and then go to 351 and find the look that this guy is giving... Ruby is in the background, like cleaning tables, right? Let's okay. just let's Ruby describe is this bent insane over, outfit. She's and on. this man is catcalling her ugh. without words. This this look, by the way, is going to be the Instagram post for this episode because I cannot encapsulate this any better. <laughs> okay, let's talk about what Ruby is wearing. She's got like this white blouse weird thing on. She's got She's wearing a lifeguard uniform. Uh, yeah, literally. This looks like something on a big one. She's wearing Daisy Duke red shorts, which I get it, red riding hood. Okay, fine. But she's got these these three, four-inch stiletto heels on. Waiting tables at this local diner with, wait for it, socks. What? <laughs> I, wait. Food service? I'm very confused. This is, this I know. This is not serve safe. No, I know that they wanted to ratchet up like Ruby's a big hoe. Big, fat, storybrook hoe. I get it. But this is really beating it over the head. And then to have her mm-hmm. bent all the way over this table with her Daisy Duke shorts and he's like looking over her shoulder with this creepy look on. I had to stop this scene when I first watched it because I was like, oh, this, God, this is too much. This is I get it. You didn't have to hit it quite so hard. But oh, God. And then like snow turns around. <laughs> and, oh, and her blouse is tied at the navel, too, by the way. <laughs> Ruby. Yes, Mary Margaret. <laughs> I wanted her to be like, Ruby, you a hoe. <laughs> I'm leaving. It's not Ruby's fault. <laughs> no, let Ruby be who she is. I get it. And it is now, what time is it? Nine something. Probably not important or else the lost people would have would have pulled it out. Hey. Emma's just chilling in her car, okay. doing crossword puzzles oh, with a flashlight. flashlight. <laughs> she's living out of her car right at this there. point because yeah. she's a felon. Until they find a place. And she said crashing in my car is not even in the top ten of like the weirdest things I've done. Yeah, I guess. This town doesn't seem to have many vacancies. Again, Kate actually. Austin vibes right here. Is that normal? I, yeah. Well, she's living in her car. I'm sure she hasn't changed. She's living in her car with this white tank top. Yeah, that's and so late. <laughs> Well, teacher, not a nun. I had a date. <laughs> From the looks of things, it went well. It's also very defensive for just her asking why you're out super why late. Why are you like, out so late? Okay, clearly there's like nobody out on the street. She's walking in the middle of the street by herself because like cars don't drive through this weird, creepy town. And like your date ended really fast. So like that's yeah. a valid question to ask why you're out that late. Your date should have ended at like 730 when the guy was a creep. You didn't even have your meal out yet. Like literally, like she just checked, please and bounced out of there. And then her answer is, I'm so, a teacher, not a yeah. nun. I can have sex too. And then they cut the last line out. 
Like, like you didn't. You? <laughs> you didn't. Like, you barely yeah. got your water at the table. Yeah, yikes. Oh, this is, this is so much fun to make fun of. I can't. <laughs> Tell me at least paid. Yeah, I paid Ruby, probably. Gross. Because if true love was easy, we'd all have it. You know, if things get cramped, I do have a spare room. Thanks. I'm not really the roommate type. It's just not my thing. I do better on my own. In your car. <laughs> okay. Uh, good night. Good luck with Henry. Yeah. You should have pressed that a little bit more. Right? Mary I'm Margaret should have been like, thing. no, you need to come stay with me. Like, you are throwing up red flags, girl. All right, so we see this Get weird. Well banner in the hospital because the kids are, like, decorating the hospital, I suppose. And Henry's, like, hanging out with the weird John Doe in the back by himself. Henry? What was he going to do just now? He was, like, reaching out towards the... <laughs> I'm like, were you going to pick his nose? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> Where was that move going to end? Like, what did they direct him? Did what did you tell get him, caught like, doing, Henry? Like, like, reach out to this weird guy sleeping on this bed. Just just keep reaching out. And then Mary Margaret's going to come in the room and stop you. And, like, did he not raise his hand and say, stop me from doing what, boss? <laughs> like, <laughs> gross. I'm just going to put my hand in his mouth real quick for a second. I just want to see if it's... <laughs> Oh, man. Is Mr. Doe gonna be okay, Miss Blanchard? Mr. Doe. His name's not John Doe, honey. That's just what they call people when they don't know who they are. Also, you're, you you're too old to know that. Not know that. Nope. Just bring him flowers on my rounds. What's wrong with him? I don't know. He's been like this as long as I've been volunteering. Does he have any family or friends? No one's claimed him. So, he's all alone. This is why I have trust issues with kids. See how convincing this is? <laughs> Another plot sure hole in general know? is Mary Margaret dating after 10 years of only knowing the same people in the same small town. That you should have given up by now. That's true. Yeah, if it was 10 years... Well, the idea is... Has it been 10 years? Do we know that it's actually been 10 years? Or do they think it's been 10 years? Well, Henry's 10. Well, but Henry also, that's true. And he was in the town this long. At least no, 10 right, years. Right. So how are you still having first dates? How many people in this town are you going out with? That's a valid point. That's a, that's a, you know what? Plot hole. You did it. You found one. That's, uh, I guess it really should get this. Because <laughs> plot holes are not Yeah, good. they really, that doesn't make sense. I get I that she's like desperate for love, but you're not going on first dates anymore. You've definitely weeded through the entire pond. No, you're you're right. You're 100% right. That's a good one, for sure. Huh. Of course I'm sure. Come on. I shouldn't be in here. John Doe. Terrible angle. I'd be so mad. Yeah, right. Prince Charming. So this is the playground castle that's been <laughs> remodeled, apparently. See the scar? See the scar. He has one too. Has one too. Guys, <laughs> you didn't need... <laughs> Do you think... Okay, so wait, wait, wait. What happened first? Because that's a writer doing that. So did a writer come on set 
and see his scar and then be like, oh, I got it. And then like, wait five minutes. And he, I wrote this new, this new piece of dialogue, gives it to the kid and be like, talk about his scar. <laughs> I just saw it in his face and I figured out how to write into it. Like, or did they like cast him? And then somebody like, where did that decision I don't know. That happen? was really bad. Poor, so, poor. But it's not, it's only poor if you happen to know that he really does have that scar in real life, which only, you know, at the time of this shooting, no one would have known. And we only know because we looked it up on Wikipedia. But like, knowing the extra information we know, it is a little extra weird. <laughs> Lots of people have scars. In the same place. Did you see what this means? <laughs> Keeping them apart. It means Josh coma. Dallas is playing Prince Charming. They're stuck without each other. <laughs> you have to tell Miss Blank we found her Prince Charming. Okay, kid. Telling someone their soulmate is in a coma is probably not helpful. Not having a happy ending is painful enough, but giving someone unrealistic hope is far worse. But what if I'm right? We know who they are. Now they have to know. And how do you intend to make that happen? By reminding him. We have to get her to read their story to John Doe. Then maybe he'll remember who he is. Uh, by the way, Emma's red leather jacket. Okay. Okay. I think that deserves it. We'll do it, but we'll do it my way. The, the jacket is important. Let me ask her. Cinnamon and hot chocolate again. You want me to read to a coma patient. Henry thinks it will help him remember who he was. That also is a like clinically proven thing that does help coma patients, so I don't know why she's acting like it's such a big deal. Like reading to them? Yeah, that yeah. would have been a known thing. It's like reading to coma patients is a thing. Like you don't have to pretend You do like, that. <laughs> like, you do that. I guess she's wondering why she has to. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Okay, because that, you visit him all the time. Like I just don't think that that's completely out of left field. Yeah, like, no, you're right. You're right. Again. <laughs> they're really playing up the henry is crazy thing and i don't think it's fair <laughs> yeah 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 we have to show our boy need deserves him. more <laughs> we have to show him how nuts he is by doing this thing that everybody knows works crazy crazy henry <laughs> and if i'm snow white he thinks me and him girlfriend you're a teacher me and him i don't think so you don't talk like that you would not have said me and him nope. if you're an uh, English Maybe teacher. Maybe you really aren't on Mary Margaret. Right, seriously. And a dumb one. <laughs> he has a very active imagination, which is the point. I can't talk him out of his beliefs, so we need to show him. It's a little dark. Let's prove him wrong. And then maybe, just maybe, he'll see the fairy tales are just that. Cut that line. But there's no such thing as We finish each other's sentences. <laughs> Cut all of those lines. <laughs> Sadly, this plan is rather genius. We get him to the truth without hurting him. This is more weird, like, I told him over-explaining. We'll meet tomorrow for breakfast at Granny's, and you will give a full report. Well, I suppose I'll get ready for my date. Uh, no one said it was a date. You said it was a date. It's, like, it's weird. so desperate, Mary Margaret. And, like... <laughs> Why couldn't you just show up tomorrow and be like, Henry, we read to your magic coma patient and nothing happened. See, everything's fine. Like, why did... Because Henry's not there to know that you actually did it. It's so weird. I was like, why did... Because right Cause now, this is she's, a date. she's literally talking to him and she's like, I know this is odd. I'm doing it for a friend. I'm like, you didn't have to... If you don't believe this is going to work, then why, why are you doing all this? I don't know. It was weird. It's because she's on a date. <laughs> she's she on said a date. it herself. Yeah, that's true. 
with a dead guy. A not almost dead guy. <laughs> but I'm doing it for a friend. So please just bear with me. You also don't have to sit on the bed. That's inappropriate. Yeah, that is also a little intimate. As the prince chased the thief on horseback through the treacherous forest, his betrothal crossed her arms and pouted. So I can see what this is supposed to be. This is really supposed to be the the writers are saying and as in the in the subtext and as snow reads the book she herself begins to believe all the things that are in the fairy tale that's the only reason they wrote this scene in is so that you could see her starting to like get invested in the story no matter how they were separated they why'd she start the story there okay <sighs> heebie-jeebies so let me explain what just happened he didn't open his eyes didn't move anything just lifted his hand up and grabbed her hand just put his hand on top of her hand this immediately becomes like saw five in my brain did you hear the sound effect they put on that too yeah. this is now a horror movie <laughs> and that should have been i dropped my book on the floor and i ran out of the room screaming as fast as i could this yeah. is a dark yep. hospital if someone in a coma reaches up and touches you in a hospital with for all over the 10 off, years i'm out and he's a john doe <laughs> And he's a John Doe. We don't know who he is. We don't know if he's a serial killer or like, no, I'm out. <laughs> like This Henry joke is done. <laughs> and she just stares at him. Looks down at the hand curiously. And he's just like looking around. There. I'm like, girl, no. I'm sure he's waking up. So this is where we find out that the guy she was had the date with was the doctor at the hospital. It's also a lot to unpack that he was staring at that waitress like that and he was a doctor. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot to take in as a female. Oh, I was just reading him a story. <laughs> well, perhaps you um, dozed off. Perhaps you imagined it. This is not mansplaining, okay, but what is that? That's Ga- great. Yeah, Love gaslighting. That. That's gaslighting. That's what it's called. I was like, what is it called when you like try to convince someone that they're just making stuff up? It's gaslighting, yeah. So first of all, he's a creep and a chauvinist and kind of an asshole and also now a gaslighter. So this guy's uh, all around awful. No, I didn't imagine anything. Especially, I can only tell you what I see, which is nothing. <laughs> because Sometimes I'm a bad doctor. There are minor fluctuations in readings. Uh, Perhaps you heard the machine register something and misunderstood. This is so cringe. Maybe it's it was, 10 years ago was gaslighting not as as like super cringy because like this scene was hard to get through for me. Just watching him try to convince her that she's crazy. So think about that. That was hard for you to get through. I have to deal with that on a daily basis. Ugh. I mean, women have to deal with that all the time. Yeah, too. It's like, just like people men talk to women like this on the daily yeah. and they're like it's that's just a conversation and i'm like no you're a gaslighter yeah and it's a specific type it's not like all guys obviously it's a specific type of no but it happens to me a lot with customers where i will be like you are raising your voice right now and you don't need to and they go i'm not raising my voice <laughs> like don't talk to and i'm like these calls are recorded. Do you want me to play the You sound insane right now. <laughs> you sound... You sound uh, let's go back to the instant replay real quick. <laughs> uh, one sound effect I am missing is the... I need a goof sound effect because... <laughs> should it just be Goofy's voice just being like... <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to do a... <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I mean, this is a Disney show, I suppose. Uh, this is the scene where the heart monitor would be showing the incorrect date. And I, when oh, I say yeah. it is the smallest font possible in the, in the background on this monitor, he looks at it one time. It's it's going to be right after this. He looks at it one time. It's really small, and you'll miss it if you blink. But this is the scene where it is. 
So that was it. Just like the heart monitor in focus for a split second. Yeah. Dr. Whale, you told me to call you if there's ever a change in that John Doe. Girl, Regina having her claws and everything. Like, Apple. One of the volunteers said he grabbed her. There was a slight fluctuation in brain activity. And who was this volunteer? Mary Margaret Blanche. Who do you think it was? I think was every... His wife, bitch. <laughs> right? I love her, like, realizing that it's <laughs> that it's her, her plan is completely coming undone. Yeah. That she... So she, at some point, and we, we learn about where he came from and stuff in a future scene, but uh, the fact that she went through all this trouble to, like, make this curse and we're in this town and now they're, they're never going to be in love. And it just so happens that we find out so far out of the information we've collected that John Doe is very clearly Prince Charming. It's the same guy that we see in the flashbacks and that Mary Margaret is this random teacher. They don't have anything to do with each other in the town. So in theory, they should not be in love. And so the fact that she's even knows of his existence now, her face here, again, amazing acting is just priceless. She's, like, so angry. She's, she's holding this remote like a hammer. Like, She's like so pissed. Uh, and also, I think any time that we <laughs> that we force feed Mary Margaret Blanchard's entire name, Mary Margaret Blanchard. Too. Like every time a full name with a middle name is used, but Mary Margaret Blanchard specifically is like, wow. Regina Mad. That's what that is. Also, she looks like she lives in like a twelve-year-old girl's room. <laughs> That was uh, the Wizard of Oz, which really has nothing to do with anything right now. It's random yeah, flying monkeys. Yeah. You're like, what kind of fairy tale book is this? That was the previous page, not chapter. I was like, what happened on that last page that the next page is this? So she's just stealing a bunch the of stuff. The hood, the I know. <laughs> and this is very much the like Snow White and the Huntsman story, which is post Snow White, the cartoon that we know of. Here it is. So she's caught in this net. So that means all of these shots were post-injury from the previous scene. <laughs> so that means she's got like a sprained wrist or hand or something. I told you I'd find you. And the right side of her face is stiff. No matter what you do. Yep. I will always find you. Is this the only way you can uh, catch see her? See how they're shooting around it? By entrapping her? It's the only way to catch thieving scum. <laughs> Yeah, right there. Aren't you a real? Yeah. Like, they, like so her eye and the hood and the rope that she's in is all covering all up. Like, shadowed. The right side of her face. That's that's. I would have never caught that. That's really clever. Friends, charming. I have a name, you know. Don't care. Charming suits you. Okay. Now cut me down, charming. This is where our darling. This is like when Emma calls him kid. Kid, that's gonna be totally like, be a kid. drink thing. Kid, yeah. kid, kid. She calls it And now it's charming. Or, or anytime Regina calls someone dear. <laughs> oh, God, guys. Yeah, so, uh, so they're trying to say that Snow, in their first meeting, says, oh, you're real charming for a prince. That's what I'm gonna call you, charming. And that's how he got his name? I don't think so. <laughs> That, again, a little bit of a writing shortcut here. But then here's the thing. 
for this particular episode because it doesn't really reoccur we're gonna uh, our next bell infringement here is going to be anytime she super cringily overemphasizes the word charming in this episode because she her acting starts to just nosedive after this point i'm like she's so sweet in storybrooke and all of her snow stuff is like over the top so way it's like way too badass but not but she's not and and a lot of the future season stuff of her is going to be like her trying to be more heroic than she i mean she's heroic but it comes off flimsy and weird i don't know it's something about her delivery that i'm not a super big fan of but uh yeah, so here's the first one is her chiming. Nah. I'm going to rewind it a little bit. Charming. Let's go one more. Here it's you go. the only way you can catch a woman. By entrapping her. It's the only way to catch thieving scum. <laughs> Aren't you a real prince, Charming? I have a name you know. Don't care. Charming suits you. Now cut me down, Charming. I, we, we got it. <laughs> when you return the leather pouch you stole with my jewels. Not the jewelry type. Indeed, I noticed. What is that supposed to mean? Are you insulting me? Not quite right. My apologies. How dare I cast aspersions at the person who robbed me? Okay, I hate how they fight. This is so boring. <laughs> like, and he's it's speaking, really bad. He's speaking like proper weird old English, and she's like supposed to be this catty, you know, like you know. They're ruffian. really trying to force feed us the enemies turn lovers thing, and it's yeah. just not for me but he's just like oh indeed my apologies i'm like oh and she's like charming also most of the other royal characters don't talk like this so it's weird that he's like over amping up the royalty speak you know it, i don't know it's bizarre i couldn't put my finger on it but i'm like this doesn't quite feel right where are my jewels i sold them what what do you care? Don't you have a palace full of treasures somewhere? These were special. Among them was a ring that belonged to my mother, a ring I was about to give. The nag with the bad attitude. <laughs> That's what this is about? She's my fiance. Good luck with that. <laughs> you must be getting something impressive to have agreed to that union. Excuse oh, me? I know how this works. Dude, yeah. let's also talk about the fact that that was what the third like sexually overtoned joke in the last two meeting. episodes yeah like last episode they were like she's on her wedding night i bet she's really happy right now like wait what did you just say on abc cable yeah, television no. and now this thing i'm like oh man <laughs> it doesn't exist it's all arranged marriages and business transactions there's no such thing as love at first sight or first kiss let me guess her kingdom wants to take over yours, and this is, what, a last-ditch effort to avoid war? This is not a takeover. It, it's a merger, and quite frankly, it's none of your business. <laughs> now, this is what's going on. Now I we're going to Wall Street. Yeah, to this is weird royalty politics. And then you're going to get my ring back. Why would I do that? I do like this. Her acting here is kind of that she's just so doesn't care. You really are. <laughs> Why did I do that? The rope covering her face. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Right? Isn't it crazy to watch it now that you know that? Help me get my ring back, or I turn you over to the Queen's forces. And I have a feeling the Queen's not as charming 
design. Oh that's my god, how, I That's how it. you deliver that line, though. Let's be honest. If you're gonna do it, at I least. I know, but well. I know it's gross. <laughs> I wouldn't want to stand in the way if you're getting true love. <laughs> the little yelp she gets. <laughs> She hits the ground. Thanks for the shirt. That was a nice transition, <laughs> though. I did like that, yeah. She'll never notice. Where does she think you are? Anyway? <laughs> this, like, silk shirt. She's wearing her mom's, <laughs> Henry's mom's that? shirt. She wants to believe it, so she does. Oh, imagine that. She's here. Hey, don't get your hopes. We're just getting started, okay? He woke up. What? <laughs> I mean, he didn't wake up. Emma's face. He grabbed my hand. He's remembering. What did the doctor say? That I imagined it. I'm not crazy. I know it happened. We have to go back. Oh, man. Emma's like, I have to get out of here. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, I gotta go. <laughs> wait, wait, what? If I got through to him, if we made a connection, you don't believe that he's Prince Charming? Of course not. Somehow, some way, I touched him. This might be my swipe right, Emma, and you need to give me this moment. You need to respect. <laughs> give me this right, moment. He's waking up. Henry, you should stay by. Oh, What's boy. What's going on? Trouble in paradise. He's missing. <laughs> Every time I see him, I, <laughs> just the way he looks at people. I Why like, is the mayor involved in this? Like, I know it's because it's Regina, but like in normal circumstances, you wouldn't call the mayor. Well, I think the whole thing is supposed to be that, like, this town is so dang small. Like, you see this in CSI a lot, where, like, the mayor is also the chief of police and is also the, 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 the like, um, judge. You know, so, like, the mayor in a town this small would also have their hands in, like, every event that happens. In real life, towns that are that small, that does sort of happen. Um, so weird. And then she, and they're, they're going to ask, why is, why is your hand in this right in a minute? But, like... Yeah, it, it that was everyone's first question is like, oh, it's convenient that as soon as like the last we saw of Regina, she just found out that the person who is like messing around with John Doe is Mary Margaret. And then all of a sudden you get back to the hospital and he, his, he's just gone. Like his body just disappears and Regina's just in there like, oh, no, what's going on? <laughs> like, oh, OK. I mean, they really are ramping up the uh, ever since I saw that Disney Plus categorizes this show as a soap opera, I look at this show completely different. Because it yeah. feels like, yes, it's about fairy tale characters, and you know that in this world there is magic that exists. But, but it also breaks those walls it, that yeah, a soap opera does, it, yeah. where it's just over the top. Like but it's socially, okay. like the way that the characters yeah. interact with each other is so unbelievable because you have to be like, and he was also my brother. Like it's this like really yeah. dramatic things. It does feel like it's a fairy tale soap opera. It actually really is. What the hell are you doing here? And you? I thought you were at the arcade. Now you're lying to me? What happened to John Doe? Did someone take him? We don't know yet. His IVs were ripped out, but there's no sign for sure there was a struggle. What did you do? You think I had something to do with this? It is curious that the mayor is here. <laughs> no, I'm here I was the same thing, Emma. <laughs> you know him? I found him. I'm his emergency on the side of the road years ago with no ID. This just him. comes up ten years later. Ten years, right? Are you okay. Okay. The man's been on feeding tubes for years under constant supervision. He needs to get back here right away, or quite honestly, okay might be a pipe dream. Well, then let's quit yapping and start looking. That's what we're doing? Just stay out of this, dear. And since I clearly dear. can't keep you away from my son, 
I guess I'm just gonna have to keep my son away from you. Enjoy my shirt, because that's all you're getting. Oh my God, girl. The tension. I need to, okay, the next sound effect what does I'm going to get mean? for next week is going to be a studio <laughs> audience going, ooh. <laughs> when a character says something like really daunting like that, I love that Henry said she's not even going to miss it. And like she clocked this shirt as soon as this bitch walked in the room. She's like, like burn, she I guess. She's wearing my clothes. But yeah, also wicked burn, Regina. Like nice try <laughs> at like schoolyard high school. <laughs> you can't control your 10 year old kids so maybe check right. yourself enjoy my shirt because that's all you're getting for- this isn't should- a man you're fighting over it's a 10 year old boy that is your son this is weird <laughs> that should have been followed by like a snap and like a walk away and heels yeah <laughs> oh man these 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 ladies together oh it's just the tension Sarah? is real fine john doe you heard dr whale time is precious you guys, you guys know his name's not John, right? I just, you don't sound like you know. It's okay. Doctor, how long between your rides since you last saw? Twelve hours or so. Then that's what we need to account for. You two were the only employees on the floor last night, and you saw nothing. <laughs> not a thing. Did anyone walk by? I didn't see nothing. Twelve hours. You live in a small town with a small hospital, and it was twelve hours before somebody checked on this one patient. That's right. there twenty-four-seven. Tape. This is the ward where Henry's class put up decorations. If this was really the tape from last night, we'd see the banners the kids hung. <laughs> you fell asleep again. You saw me, out. We're gonna start calling you sleepy. Drink on the job. Gentlemen, enough. Where's the real tape? I wish they would have made some kind of zombie storyline out of this, He's where okay. he would like pop up in places weirdly. <laughs> it would have been so fun, like Resident Evil style. The where does it lead? The woods. <laughs> Just that back door what? leads directly to the woods is behind the hospital? That's weird. And now we're in uh, the Enchanted Forest again. This is the log that she's... Look at how she's walking. Yeah, that's pr- <laughs> That is really funny because there's no context to that at all. <laughs> no, they didn't when, even have to put that in there, honestly. That was just mean. Who cares? This is 19, like 1910, if anybody wants to see Good old Guinefer fear, straight up fear. Man, she was really. Oh, I'm gonna watch that again. <laughs> she looks terrified. And she does that little hesitation. He reaches her, like, his hand out, and she, uh, like. <laughs> good for her for being a good sport, I guess. Jewelry type. What's that around your neck? Don't worry about it. Careful! It's a weapon. What, dust? What kind of weapon is dust? Fairy dust. I thought that was a good thing. When it comes from a good fairy, this stuff is deadly. It transforms the most fearsome scar. of adversaries into a form that's easily squashed. Then why didn't you use it on me? Because you're not worth it. Hang on. So this takes place after the evil queen is very well, very well known in the town. She vilifies snow. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Because uh, we we saw the scene of uh, of them getting married. Because I was going to say, we saw the queen appear and disappear in a puff of smoke. So I was yeah. like, why does he not know that dust, like magic dust is a thing? Like, did he? So I guess this is probably so far. So, so does that mean, based on his response, that he, Charming, 
does not know that magic exists. No, he, I don't know. I thought everybody would though, because because he didn't bump on because she said fairy dust, and he didn't. He wasn't like fairies. What's a fairy? So yeah, he just said dark. But then, like, if he, I thought fa- I thought that was a good thing. So she says it's fairy dust, and he says like, I thought that was a good thing. So he knows magic exists. So why would he be like dust? What kind of weapon is dust? Like you clearly know that Matt. This is weird. I have a problem with it. <laughs> plot hole. <laughs> plot big plot hole. We have a plot hole sound. Yay! We made that a thing. <laughs> okay, let's go back one one more time and let's count how many times he shoves this thing in his chest. He's doing it right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> so many times. You got a lot of anger. Don't you? It's in there, bro. I get what it. What was that? It was. Lies. <laughs> that was a lot. Didn't stop her from sending her huntsman to rip out my heart. What happened? Well, not everyone is a soulless royal. Especially Chris Hemsworth. Me and let me go. I've been hiding in the forest ever since, trying to amass enough fortune to leave this place, escape to another realm, somewhere isolated, where I can never be hurt. Sounds lonely. No lonelier than an arranged marriage. At least I don't prey on the innocent. Up until now, I've only ever stolen from the queen. I thought your carriage was one of hers. No one else uses that road. You took the scenic route. Well, lucky for me. All I'm doing, charming, is what it takes to survive. (laughs) No. She wants me dead. So, what did you do to incur that much wrath? She blames me for ruining her life. You did, technically. Did you? Yes. At least you know that. (laughs) I finally found a place to use that sound effect. Uh, so this is technically a goof from the first episode. In the first episode, in order, it's a pilot episode, right? So the writers and the the filmmakers and everything are trying to convince the studio that this idea of this show is good. So they put in a lot of familiar stuff because they're trying to uh, tell a, a beyond story of the fairy tales we already know about. So they ha- they put the words in Snow White's mouth that she uh, gave me a poison apple and tried to kill me just because she thought I was more beautiful, which is what the story, the fairy tale of Snow White is. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And she finds out it's Snow White and she goes, well, I'm gonna kill her because she's crazy, right? This actually unwrites that pilot thing where, because they, they didn't have to have Snow White tell her that. They could have had that be what we know about the Snow White story that really isn't true. That somebody changed. But they actually put those words in Snow's mouth. Yeah. And I was like, that's a kind of a problem. And now she's saying what they're going to eventually reveal to you is that she did ruin her life because of some event. And then we find out what that event is later down the road. But they, they actually list this moment in this episode as, a, as the goof from episode one that she says that she thought I was prettier, but really it was something else. And it's going to be fun to like so much later find out what that event is and how it all transpired because right. we will eventually go back all the way back to how the Evil Queen even met Snow White and, and what happened that made her hate her so much, which that I think was the best part of this show mm-hmm. is when I they agree. really dig in to like the or- the actual origin because right now we're just finding out little bits and pieces of like after we would have already met them. So yeah. 
bloodthirsty. I hate this scene. I hate everything about this scene. Sure. Make it quick. Big open clearing. Uh, I'm thirsty. Can I stop for a drink? And this guy's like, yeah, totally. And I'm also, by the way, going to be right here next to you, also drinking in a really vulnerable, prone position, squatted down, so that you can push me into the water, and I completely not see it coming. Like, really? So you're telling me Prince Charming is the type of, of, of guy to be able to To tell that a tree is cut. Whether a tree is cut or fell, but he falls for this. This is so amateur. So she steals the, I guess, the thing in his pocket. The Oh, no, it wasn't the dust. She steals something. This is so cringy. I want this episode to be over. It's not good. <laughs> oh, boy. She ran into the evil queen's henchman, which... Huh. Let's just talk a minute about how these guys look like set. I mean, uh, costumes here with this crazy thing on the top of their heads. It looks like weeds growing out of their helmet and these black horses, like very cool costumes here. Look who we found. There's nowhere to hide. And they, all have, they all have black eyeshadow all the way around their eye sockets to make them look sinister. We're not going to disappoint her. <laughs> Now we're back into the present day, and everyone's looking for check John notes. Doe in the John woods. Doe <laughs> in the woods behind the hospital. What is it? The trail runs out here. You sure? Because I thought tracking was one of your skills. Just give me a second. This is my world. I got it. This is my world. Who talks like that? Sorry. This is my world. What does he mean? His world isn't finding people your thing too? Sure. Just. People I find usually run places like Vegas. Not a lot hit the woods. It's an interesting job. Finding people. How'd you fall into it? How'd you fall into it? Hmm? Bitch, you put me in a tree and you left me on the road. That's how I fell into it. (laughs) Your parents? It's like a lot of questions, Mary Margaret. If you could stop, that'd be great. (laughs) You were from a similar situation. Yeah. Did you ever find them? Depends who you ask. Sorry. Henry! Ah. Did you find him yet? No, not yet. You shouldn't be here. I can help. I know where he's going. And where's that? He's looking for you. We're not gonna ask how this kid got away and ran into the woods and found us in the middle of the woods. Nobody cares. It's fine. We'll just move on. (laughs) Oh, there's still... And now we see the prince valiantly fighting once again. That knife looks awfully suspiciously like the, like the knife that's in the bleeding heart. You know that, that insignia, like the oh, snow white yeah, chest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like the dagger. I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Oh boy. Oh, I guess this is the scene where she got hurt. Because of all this roughhousing and stuff. They make him like Superman, like he's supposed to be really wholesome and he's good with all these type of weapons and he's like really smart, like witty, you know. But also dumb. Right. He shoots an arrow through all these trees and hits this guy square in the chest. Like, yeah, I, he, I mean, fairy tale wise, like, that's the way that they would have been in Great a fairy job. tale story. Yeah. 
sick, bro. Just I gotta go get stitches real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Are you alright? You You saved me. It seemed like the honorable thing to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was looking at eyelashes. <laughs> what? My jewels. He did the honorable right. thing You've got and got his too. jewels back. That's all. The trolls I sold them to are just beyond the next ridge. We need to. Yeah, like that wasn't honorable. You just wanted your shit back. And yeah, like trolls. literally. You've clearly never met one. Are they just little people? You're thinking of dwarves. Okay. This guy's the prince of a kingdom. He doesn't know about fairy dust magic. He doesn't know what a troll is. He he also misappropriated a troll for a dwarf, which is also somehow fairy tale racist. Like Yeah, it's this inappropriate. Is, this character, pick a lane. <laughs> Show a little respect. They'll cut your hand off sooner than they'll shake it. Well, then let's get this over with. Yes, we both got places to be, so let's go. I guess you have your lonely little corner of solitude. They're they're well, trying to show to that the prince is uh, will dive into adventure and fighting and this honor and glory, even though he doesn't You're know what he's getting show. into. You know what I mean? He like he's not experienced. You. He's just supposed to be no. brave. This is showing that charming is elitist in classes. Yeah. Chasing him and let him find you, kid. You need to go home. Kid. She's gonna kill me, and then you, and then me again. She dropped me at the house. That, hold on. <laughs> well, we that was hilarious. This is a lot, I like that this dialogue is very quick. And you have a ring with fiance to appease. There's a lot to unpack here. You're the one who woke him up. You're the last one he saw. He wants to find you. Henry, it's not about me. I just, I think he's lost and confused. He's been in a coma a long time. But he loves you. You need to stop chasing him and let him find you. Kid, you need to go home. Where's your mom? She's gonna kill me, and then you, and then me again. She dropped me at the house, then went right out. Like, that reminds me of Lost Writing. The way that, that it cuts back and forth like that sounds like a side character that would be bantering with somebody else, you know what I mean? Also, she said, I'm gonna keep Henry from you. I'm gonna leave you home alone, Henry. Bye. Yeah, and then like leave right away, girl. You're not. Why are you surprised? My argument is that she is so again blinded by her. Like if I was watching this for the first time, I didn't know anything about her kid. Like all I knew is Evil Queen and what we've seen, or ripping her dad's heart out and all that stuff. That she's like because she was so blinded by hatred for Snow. We don't know why yet that she would literally cut her dad's heart out. So if this is, in fact, one and the same person, that she'd be so blinded by not getting her way that she can't see how, like, ridiculously stupid it is to be like, I'm locking you in your room. That'll work, right? And then she just leaves and, like, lets him escape. Like, because she's so blinded by this, like, hate and 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 negative energy. And she was blindsided to, that people are figuring things out. Figuring so. it out, yeah. She never expected to happen and, and didn't happen for... Can you imagine... 10 full years going by and like everything's your perfect working perfectly little plan. Like, and, and then, then out like, of wait. nowhere yo that's crazy. but it shouldn't have been out of nowhere on her 28th birthday the savior and that's i think again being blinded followed, yeah. if she's really the classic villain right then she would the, the reason why villains get conquered and, and get beaten is because they miss something really obvious because they're so zoned in Caught on up, yeah. the violence part and the and the sinister part of it, you know? So if she was so, yeah. like, oh, my plan is working and cackling and stuff, she would not see this obvious thing that was... And that does come out later in the show, not necessarily with Regina, but with villains who are missing something so simple 
and it usually usually they just throw it away and go true love you would have never expected that but it's like but there are like actual obvious signs the rest of us could have figured out that she just couldn't put together well we need to get you back immediately no guys also she re went right out went where right is that blood He ripped IVs out. He's going to be bleeding a little bit. You're right. It's like a little tiny smear of blood on a piece of paper. <laughs> like, oh no. He might have a paper cut. So now we're at this weird, creepy stone bridge. And I will say, sets-wise, what they like did CGI on in the flashbacks of them like going places in the Enchanted Forest, very, very pretty, very cool. Like this creepy troll bridge is really awesomely visualized. You know? Yeah. Yeah! Trolls don't like horses. We walk from here. We walk ten feet me. to the bridge. <laughs> right to this bridge right Why? in front of us. Where are they? They're here. They always have to have that one crow sound to make you know you're in an enchanted forest. Yep. You're in a bad place in the Enchanted Forest. We'll yeah. let you know crow. by this crow. Crow, crow. Cue the crow. Cue the crow. Oh, okay. So I was wrong. So that, yeah, the character in the... in the uh, Definitely this a troll. In the title card sequence is this troll right here coming out with this little Definitely sword. a troll. No question. It's fine. I know them. Why are you here? I thought we were done. I want to make another trade. I'm talking in front of him. Who is this guy? No, he's with me. Oh, that's good. With you. Well, that makes it all fun. Oh, he's no one. Look, I want to buy back the jewels I sold you. Who is he? I said, don't worry about it. Look, I'll give you back all your money. You just give me the ring. You can keep everything else. Thank you. We appreciate the help. He's too eager. This is a setup. It's not. He's a royal. So while they're fighting, uh, this guy who's playing this lead troll is name is Mark Gibbon, and he is in a bunch of movies that you would have recognized. And he's just like burly guy number one. He's like a stunt guy and <laughs> just does these like weird side characters because he's just a big dude. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick, Man of Steel, like Warcraft stuff, like a bunch of like random things. But at least he uh, he has a he has a type. <laughs> he plays all the time. Snow White. What a reward! How did you not know? Right. I mean, I guess trolls are supposed to be dumb. I don't know. I mean, they did leave this guy in front of the sword and just left him there, so they kind of deserve it. You have to have him kick somebody off this bridge, right? Obviously. There's no reason not to. Oh boy. And then there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of fighting. This is riveting podcast content. Like I do. Oh no, you left him behind. Now she has to decide whether to go back and save him or not. 
I just realized I don't know if anybody says the title of the episode in this one. Oh, that would be a literal first. Snow Falls is a hard one to stick in there. Ew. He's a bug. Oh. Gross. See, you were worth the black smoke. Yeah. Charming. Well, there's all your black smoke. Oh, I feel like people using spells. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say people using magic. How's that? For 500, please. Yeah. <laughs> you saved me. It's the honorable thing to do. Ew. What about your special someone? I'll think of something else. Thank you. Anyway. How could I let Prince Charming die? I told you. I have a name. It's James. James Charming. Nice to meet you, James. <laughs> we should go. There may be more of them coming. She got the real good end of the deal. She doesn't have her black smoke. She doesn't have any treasure. She doesn't have any money. Oh, gross. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Great deal for her. This episode, as a backstory thing, like, is just like see all of Where the sexual tension that these two characters have. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Also, the sign that said Toll Bridge. Oh, that's right. We went into the Toll Bridge. <laughs> Not the Troll Bridge, but the oh Toll god. Bridge. Oh my god. Oh my god. I need an ambulance. Oh my god. I need a toll Bridge as soon as possible. Guys, don't worry. Get him in the hot, hot tub. tub. Yeah, it's all good. Don't worry. We went for the same bit. It's okay. <laughs> Hold on, I feel we need to slow down, slow down, slow down. Jennifer is all of a sudden a medic. I found you. Aggressive girl. This is what ten years of first dates will do to you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know this man. Right. It's weird. But like, is that her saying it, or is that just like her weird inner voice doing that? You know. Don't do it. Oh my god. You're you're just guessing him now. <laughs> That's not yep, CPR. This is inappropriate. No! Bleh. Ew. Right, super ill. Especially during these unprecedented times. Oh, yeah. Anytime somebody <laughs> is like within arm's reach of someone, I'm like, guys, spread out. <laughs> she did it. She did it. She woke up. Do your part six feet apart. <laughs> Kid. 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 Drink. Charming. Prince Charming. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I do like this moment of them just like looking at each other as pretty and romantic, and I get that. I just hate the way it happened. <laughs> These old school nurses' uniforms. Oh my god, with the like weird hats. Do they have yeah. a big red plus on the top? <laughs> The candy stripers are going to come out to assist as well. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Oh hey, where did she come from? You can't be here like, right now. You can't what? Oh, is that where Regina went? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's right. Okay. That's right. Is I forgot what? about that. 
<laughs> now the villain has to come in and the emergency <laughs> contact, you bitch. Right? She has to come in and explain her villainous plan to everyone. But, like, no one else questioned that? Like, oh, you were this man's John Doe's emergency contact for ten years and you found the wife tonight? Tonight. In five minutes? Right. <laughs> so. Why did you cut your hair? <laughs> Even as this dreaded mask, I still need to know why. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Her long and, hair is uh, so good. You can't get married without this. I've just been carrying it in my armpit this whole time. <laughs> Better than the 20 stuffed dust in oh, Charming's God, no, chest. Well, there's only one way to find out. Oh. Rude. That's, first of all, the wrong hand, and second of all, aggressive. Right. Well, in Europe, actually, it's the right hand. Correction, sorry. Yeah, not me at all. That moment that they just had? Yeah. Vomit. (laughs) Yay or nay. I have sound effects for both, so what what say you? Uh, Really super gross or very cute? I know you hate them, it, but the moment. No, I kind of. I thought it was cute, like the where the moment where he's like, "I'm falling in love with her." Like that's always cute to me in every show that I watch. So we'll, we'll give it to them. Nice. Okay. It's uh, it's their it's their meet cute. Go watch to all the boys, and then we'll regroup about that. It's an inside joke. You'll get it later. Rest. The ring is all I require. Oh no, I'm good. Thanks. We both got what we wanted. What, what did you get? Well, wherever you're going, be careful. If you need anything. You'll find me. Call me. Beat me. Guys, just have sex in the woods already. Jeez. <laughs> like, always. I almost believe that. Oh my god. Ah. I mean, in theory, she's still Snow White, right? Even though she's doing this gruff thing, so she would Goodbye, be... Goodbye, Prince Charming. Attractive. Very captivating. You. Yeah. 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 Still like charming better. Just enough with the charming shit, please. <laughs> We've known each other five minutes. Let's have a really cute inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We have a ship name. Charming Snow. Charm Snow. <laughs> it's Snowming, actually. <laughs> I just want to let all of the brookies listening know that I, Isla, do not approve of what he just said. Thank you. <laughs> Not affiliated with that. Yeah, these views are not <laughs> mine. His name is David Nolan, and that's his wife, Catherine. She's even How do you know using... that, you dumbass bitch? Like, <laughs> so angry. She's even using, like, evil villain voice right now, Regina. Just the way ugh, Lana His Frida. name is David. <laughs> and that's his wife, Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> Joy on her face, well... It's put me in quite the forgiving mood. We'll talk about your insubordination later. First, you're going to have to teach me what insubordination means, asshole. Okay, Okay. principal Regina. (laughs) Yeah. I just realized, is this the first red leather jacket that we see on Emma? Or has she been wearing it the whole time and I just didn't notice? No, she's been wearing it the whole time. Okay, I'm just done. Do you know what insubordination means? It means you're grounded. Could have just said that originally, Mom. Yeah, we didn't need to do all that. Thank you. Thank you for finding my David. 
What have you been doing for the last 10 years? Mm-hmm. You didn't, you didn't know that he was here in a coma? A few years ago, David and I were not getting along. A few? It was my fault, I know that now. So you just I didn't was difficult and look. It's him. interesting in all the things that they continue to like overly drive home that they don't intentionally uh, reiterate that it's been ten years. Because a few. The, the only a reason few. why you brought that up is because Henry is ten years old. But nobody, like you would think that the writers would keep putting that in somebody's mouth yeah. and just say like ten years ago. You mean anything, nothing? But they just keep making it vague. And I think it's because if they kept saying ten years, it would be you'd be like super That's unbelievable. Because like yeah. you got into a fight with your husband and decided that when he went missing for ten years, for you didn't t- care because he <laughs> pissed you off. Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah, so it's interesting that you pointed that because I didn't realize that the first time around when I saw it either. I wonder if that'll continue. We'll see if that continues in the first yeah. season. I told him if he didn't like things, he could leave. Them like dodging it, you know? And I didn't stop him. <laughs> What's the worst mistake I ever made? You didn't go look for him? Incorrect. Emma, the line is 10 years ago, question mark. All right, let's take it from the top. <laughs> yeah, try again. I assumed he'd left town all this time. Now I know why I never heard from him. Now I get to do what I've wanted to do forever. Say I'm sorry. Kill him. Uh, just kidding. Now we get a second chance. No, you no, you should not. That's wonderful. <laughs> Snow says through gritted teeth. Mm-hmm. Well, it's something of a miracle. <laughs> Physically, he's on the mend. His memory is another issue. It may take time, if at all. I brought him back. That's the thing, there's no explanation. Something just clicked in him. He just got up and decided to go for a stroll. He woke up and he was delirious. And his first instinct was to go find something, I guess. <laughs> I could tell you with my amazing doctor skills of <laughs> and detective sleuthing. I, he I would like to see your medical license. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like the friggin' therapist is more of a doctor than you are. You're absurd, yeah. bro. <laughs> Go Google Ruby again. <laughs> Someone. Can I see? Yeah. It's like, Reg- I'm just gonna ignore that. I want to do, <laughs> a, I wanna do a super me. cut of, of Regina's pissed off faces. <laughs> Henry, let's go. They're so loaded. Wait, my backpack. Someone call CPS for this poor child. For real. Don't believe them. You're the one he was looking for. You're giving off real sixth sense vibe, kids. The end of the story. Henry, he was going there because it's the last thing I read to him. No, it's because you. That also sounds unbelievable, though. Like. That he heard her say that in a coma and then went to the troll bridge, but then misread toll bridge and was like, this is good enough. I'll just lay down in this creek real quick. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's fairy tale. So, like, I, I will suspend the disbelief for, like, if if what they're trying to say is that present time is, in, especially in this town that's influenced by a magic curse, is influenced by the fairy tale stories, then there should be something a little strangely fairy tale about everything that happens, that he just happened yeah. to come across this bridge. Out of the whole forest, he collapses in front of a place called Toll Bridge. Like, it seems a little, you know, convenient, but Fine. let's let's just we'll pretend go. that it's like, you know, curse remnants. That this episode was honestly... It was rough. We're going to get into it for ratings. Yeah. And, please close it out. 
him there. Oh, that was it. Cardiology 108. Miss Swan. A little lost moment you for you. Back there, don't press it. I'm sorry, but Mrs. Nolan kind of feels like her story could be a load of crap. All this time, there's a John Doe lying around in a coma, and nobody puts it in the news, nobody goes looking. Something's not right here. Emma, it's like you're listening to our podcast right now. I know. (laughs) Why would Miss Nolan lie? Because of you. Do you think I cast a spell on her? I think it's rather strange you've been his emergency contact all these years. And you only found her now. Okay, you're definitely listening to our podcast now. (laughs) It's entirely possible to get lost here. What? It's entirely possible for bad things to happen. Just when it's convenient, you manage to solve the mystery. Thanks to you. That tape you found was a stroke of genius. So we went back and looked at past tapes. Turns out Mr. Doe's been talking in his sleep. He's been calling out for a Catherine. After that, it wasn't hard to put the pieces together. This feels like the episode in the CSI where they interrogate somebody and there's like a conveniently placed piece of evidence that someone happens to find and you're like, "Mm, I don't think that's right. I don't think so. (laughs) And here I thought you and Mary Margaret would be pleased. True love won out. So bask in the moment, dear. Were it not for you two, they would have lived their lives completely alone. That's why I'm willing to forgive your incessant rudeness. Because all this has reminded me of something oh so very important. How grateful I am to have Henry. That was not believable. (laughs) Nope. Because not having someone? Nope. That's the worst curse imaginable. You still care more about your... Never mind. We don't know who she's mad about. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be definitely coming back to some of these episodes in later seasons, though. Because yeah. we're like, wait, we've got to explain some of this. Uh, look at this moment Yeah. right now. There's she just made out with oh, you, bro. A lot of this. I suppose it is. Oh, he, she's wearing the ring. Is that the ring? It is the ring. Hold on. How did she get the ring? That's weird. <laughs> that is the same ring that she put on in the flashback. Is she just had it this whole time? Probably. Did you just see that? The little yeah. thing on her belt looked like the sword she had in the other. Yeah, see how it's hanging down? This apartment, I'm still not over it. I'm going to talk about it every time Sorry we're in it. I know. It's. So late. it's <laughs> is that. Spare room still available? Yes, because I would be a terrible human being if I let you continue to sleep in your car. Right. Oh my god, let's have a girls' night. (laughs) Also, how dare Granny do that to her? Yeah, I mean, she was sweet about it. She wasn't, like, mean. (laughs) Oh Oh my god, thank god. That was a lot to unpack. Woof. Let's... Right, Let's wrap this up. This was a long, long episode. It was a long episode, and it was it was not a particularly good episode. So before we destroy this in writings, let's talk about who the MVP is. So who is going to be our most valuable story brooker? Our choices are slim to none here. Very week, slim. Folks, um, I'm going to give it to Emma just for her 
reality check at the end where she was like, this makes no sense, Regina. I'm going to find you. That was it. That's the only reason why she's getting MVP. Everything else set it on fire. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, yeah, I get, I mean, the, you would want to give it to, like, a Charming or Snow, right? But, like, which one of them would really N- deserve Neither of it? them deserved that. I don't think so, because, I mean, eventually they found each other, and they were nice to each other at the end, and that's fine. But, like, the whole getting up to that spot was, like, we really have to qualify. Like, MVP means that they, the qualification was that, what that it advanced the mystery because not every season has a mystery this particular season and i think the next one is all about like finding out how the town got this way right but if we did it that way it would be emma every single episode because she's the only one who really knows but i mean if does somebody give emma like a piece of uh the you know like a, a clue or something i mean it would have to right. be right it would, it would have to be Emma. Yeah, There's it's no Emma way. for me. I would argue that Mary Margaret could be a, a, a contender for being the one to like wake him up in the first place by okay. reading him the coma book. So I will give it to Snow for like starting the ball rolling. But Not Snow. Mary sorry, Margaret. not Snow. Mary Margaret. But even that, like she didn't even do that on purpose. But That's a reach. But yeah. Okay. Uh, just, to, just to make a difference. So what is the rating? What is the rating out of of five for the episode Snow Falls, episode three. I'm giving this a one five. Oof. That is rough. It was not good. I like that. If I was watching this right now by myself, I would probably turn it off because it was just not a good episode. Okay, so but knowing that it's the third episode because I had this same issue with WandaVision after this because they released episodes one and two at the same time and after episode two I was like I absolutely hate this show. Hate everything about it. I don't like how it's progressing. I don't like this format. I hate it. And it's like one of the best shows on television now because of where they eventually went. Right. I I don't like this episode so I'm glad I was a binger so I could just go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I think one five. uh, I think maybe we should... Okay, so my rating will be a two. I will not be quite as harsh because... Because... (laughs) Maybe only because I just watched All the Boys I Loved Before and I'm feeling a little bit romantic. So I feel like them giving oogly eyes at each other isn't gross to me. I'm like, okay, no, I like like it in its current form because what it eventually becomes is very vomit-inducing. But like... It right now the beginning of the true love thing and seeing them realize it or not is is at least that part I enjoy so I'll give it a two and be nice because there are worse episodes than this believe it or not that I'm saving my one point x ratings for so my next question to you is uh, which I think we should introduce because this show it's very appropriate for now that we've given it its rating, would you recommend that people watch or just completely skip this episode? No, you need to watch the episode. You need okay. to trudge through the mud. Sorry. This is a, a stream it or skip it, if you will. I am one of those people that genuinely feels you need to watch. Every, like when Okay, so when I me started too. The Office, uh-huh. everybody told me, skip the first season. It sucks. And the first season does suck. Um, right. But you need to watch it. I am super strict about that. I do, Same with Parks and Recs. I haven't watched it yet because I hated the first couple episodes. <sighs> and people keep on going, oh, that. just skip to season two, episode something. But I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I want to watch you the can't. whole thing. Schitt's Creek is the same way as well. Same. Yep. Um, yep. The first couple are rough, but then it, it becomes incredible. And I just, you need to trudge through the mud. 
You do. And 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 the because of the journey that you took to get to the middle of season 2, you appreciate this the series finale more. Yeah. Because you know where the so like Parks and Rec is a perfect example of that because the entire first and second season, I was like, right off Mark, right off this character. This character sucks. Take this character off the show. You don't need this character at all. And it took them two full seasons to finally like lose the fat and cut the weak links and then really get into what is arguably one of the best comedy shows that has ever been on television. Like Parks and Rec is absolutely phenomenal in so many ways. And the first two seasons struggled because they didn't fully have it there. But if you didn't see that, you wouldn't have April arc you wouldn't have ron's journey you would definitely not have like leslie and and the way that she interacts with people when you get into the middle of the good stuff all of that stuff means something so if you if you skip all of that you don't really get where the characters came from so that emotionally you care where they go so i agree yeah i'm a bit of a completionist myself but i would agree that this is one that you could you could skip through a little bit, you know, like you don't. T- but don't you skip still the need the main points of it. But you need, yeah, you need especially the flashbacks. I think because they're making such a big deal about their little inside yeah. jokes as as a ship. Especially if you're a, a charming and snow shipper, and you li- and you really are a big. You snow need sh- to know the origin. You need. I to say know that how for Jordan because yeah. Jordan's a huge charming and snow shipper, and I know she's listening right now. Um, okay, so that's that is Snow Falls episode three. We had a rough time getting through that. But there are really, really good things to come. So we're going to watch uh, one of those, which is the promo for next week's episode, which is The Price of Gold, which by the time I'm I'm already so excited. Okay, let's watch this promo. All new next Sunday. All magic comes with a price. I'll give you anything you want. Just get me out of here. Cinderella made a promise in her world. So it shall be. A debt she will have to pay. What did you promise him? In our world. My baby, coming. A new life. You're not getting that kid. My agreements are always honored. Worth fighting for. He's going to take my baby. I won't let that happen. BBC's Once Upon a Time. All new next Sunday at 8, 7 central. Oh. We have spent three episodes as Regina as our only villain and now finally we're getting more gold and I'm so excited that's all I'm gonna say there's gonna be so much drinking next episode guys just bell after bell after every time this guy says magic comes with a price we're gonna ring this bell every time somebody talks about how he looks every time he says dearie oh it is and and we introduce Cinderella like right away, which is which is kind of cool. And we huge fairy tale character. Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of big roots in in fairy tales there. Uh, but what's cool is it looks like this promo is really like skipping around between the connection between the flashbacks and the current world and like how it affects each other because the stuff that happens it like they were making it look like that promise that happened in the fairy tale world like crosses over into the real world because she's about to have a baby yeah we still don't really know like time for these characters because my other question was is time flowing the same for all the characters because you notice none of them aged right right so are they in a loop where they're living in their head like the same year over and over again or is it like so for those characters who have their memory erased was it actually really 10 years or Mm. you know what i'm saying because it, it, it could have been that henry aged without the rest of the town because as we established like 
in the very first episode, how the heck did Henry get out if nobody can get out of this town? Like Henry was born kind of outside of this magical world. He didn't come from the Forbidden Forest, so he kind of breaks He's some of the physics. Yeah. The rest of them are not. Right, right. So like, how does that, you know, so this one looks like it's going to uh, mess with, with that a little bit. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm, I'm excited too. We're getting into uh, the first quarter of the first season of Once Upon a Time. And I, for one, am really excited for where we're going. I mean... Shame. Here we are. We, we're we like an officially running podcast right now. We also, at the time of this recording, want to thank everybody because we just crossed over 100 plays, which obviously Yay. is not a ton. But like, heck yeah. But we're, we're excited. Our, we're giving ourselves a little pat on the back because... This is a random podcast that we just made up off, off the top of our heads, and we got 100 people to listen to it, which is really cool. So we, we're hoping to, to so continue to, to grow that. Thank you, Brookies. Thank you to the Brookies. Uh, if we, speaking of, of growing, we would like to continue to grow. So go and tell your friends that we're here. If you're listening to this and you like it, we are now on every uh, available podcasting uh, platform. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, etc. Uh, if you want to call into our voicemail number, we'll play your voicemail on the air if you want to. That's 207-536-8512. We have an email at thesbcpod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, which is also thesbcpod. Uh, feel free to message us at any of those places and let us know what you think about Once Upon a Time, what you think about Lost, what you think about us. Uh, if you go on Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star rating, that is the easiest way to get us uh, seen to other other potential Brookies and Once Upon a Time fans. So yeah, go on there and give us a five-star review. And if you write a review to us, we will read it on the air. Isla will read it in her best impression voices that she does all the time. She'll read them all in an English accent. How's that sound? Uh, everything. Or Moira from Schitt's Creek. Just uh, get ready. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, so yeah, so that is that is our show, and we're very excited to uh, come back together and see this next uh, this next Mr. Gold episode. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks for joining the island. Thanks all to all the listeners out there, and I guess we'll see you next time. <gasps> Bye. Bye.